I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something. Hey, hey, what's going on, peeps? Good to see you. Welcome to, what are we on now? Number 56, Gapsell Keenan 56. I love these. If you want to do one, hit me up. Um, for those of you who don't know what they are, look, Gapsell Keenan is real live salespeople. He's a real salespeople with a real product, service, company, et cetera, who want me or a sales growth company to buy their product, buy their SaaS, partner with them, or whatever the case may be, right? So it's a real person. So I'm gonna, this is their 15 minutes. Everybody calls them and says, hey, can I get 15 minutes of your time? This is their 15 minutes. Can they get my attention? Can they find a problem that I have? And if so, I will buy. We have already bought from people in the past. If not, they are subjected to my coaching because they gotta get better, all right? So today we have a gentleman by the name of Gabrielle. Hi, Gabrielle, welcome my man. Hi, Kenan. Uh, very nice for you to receive me and sorry for my French accent because uh, I'm coming from France and I'm in Paris now. That's how it works, man. If you're from France, you have a French accent. See how that works? Like it's, like, <laughs> like it's That's for Texas, sure. A Texas accent. Uh, I was just in Paris two weeks ago, too. I love Paris. Yeah, so you, you had a great weather. I, I'm sure that you enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah, I enjoy Paris. Been a couple times now. It's fun. Great. Uh, All right. So I'm, I'm going to give you one minute. I'm going to give you, well, I'll give you as much time as you want, but use it one minute to tell everybody watching why you're here and what, and what your business does and what you hope to accomplish. And then the rest of the time is yours. Great. So I have developed a new SaaS solution. The name is salesdeck.io. And the idea of the product is really to make custom, uh, virtual customer meetings that are more engaging, better prepped, and, uh, and more documented in order for, for you and for someone like you to help uh, your customer implement a sales methodology. So you have created Gap Selling, which is a great sales methodology, and I loved the book. Uh, but to really implement uh, Gap Selling within the company and to be sure that uh, the company and the sales team will modelize their playbook, uh, have all their discovery questions within a tool, then train their team uh, to use the playbook and to use sales deck by the same way. And after do all their meeting with the same structure, with the same playbook, with the same discovery questions, the same way to make the demos and so on, and then manage uh, the team and do uh, the team meeting as you advise in your book. So going into the methodology, you have the right tool for that. Because I'm okay. sure that currently uh, you, you help a team to, do, to create the playbook, to do some training, but you are not sure that at the end of the day, they really apply the methodology. Okay. And, you, and I'm sure that at the end of the day, uh, sales guy do what they know, doing the same poor questions that they do uh, usually uh, and having gap between top performer and low performer. With sales deck, okay. you, re you reduce this gap. Okay. So have you read Gap Selling? Yeah. Okay. So the sale is now on. 
Your 15 minutes is on. Go. Sure. Can you? Uh, I have started to to try to share my screen. Can you uh, put my screen uh, on video? Yeah. So I will use. Uh, Hold on, everybody. Uh, I understand you don't have sound. Uh, let me try something else. I think it'll be back in a second. Um, let me try one other option. One other option. This is I. This is going to be. I'm going to have fun with this just because I'm gonna and I can. Uh, and then we'll go here and we'll do this and then we'll do this and I'm going to move this here and I'm going to send this live. Okay. Do you hear me? It's not a demo because the tool is a conversation tool. It's not, I, I'm not wanting to, to make you a demo. I want you to have the, the real experience that a customer will have during a customer meeting using Sales Deck. So I start with the introduction and, and directly uh, in the introduction, uh, but let me, oops, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, and I want to know um, what product and service do you offer to sales team uh, currently? And I think I know most of it. You do some consulting, some training, some coaching. You also do conferences. Yes, no, yeah, and you have a book. Do you, do, you re, do you recommend software to your customers? Yes, perfect. Um, and um, what are you dreaming uh, the most uh, at, uh, at the moment? I'm sure that you have enough leads, but you have enough time. Do you, do you have enough passive income? Is there something else that you are dreaming at the moment? Okay. So, Kenan, what would be your answer? What are you dreaming about? Do, do, do you, are you, yes. Are you dreaming to have more leads? More leads, more time, more passive income? Do I, okay, do I dream, do I dream about more leads and more passive income? Yeah, I guess I would like, yeah, we all would like that, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. And do do you do you already have plan to have more passive income? Yes, of course. What type of plan? I mean, what type of plan? Well, well I'm sorry for for my English, but what do you have in mind, and what do you do to have more well, passive we have, income? We're going to sell more. We're going to sell more books. We may end up getting uh, some uh, uh, purchasing a software company. We're going to be launching uh, uh, like oh, I, that's uh, that's broad question. Like that, we got to keep growing. So I'm not sure how you define passive, but yes, we have a massive growth plan. Yes. Yeah, great. And uh, I, I stop with the demo because you don't use it at the same time, so it's not really working. So so we'll go to a more. Uh, uh, yeah, but you 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 should have connected to use it, and this is not both way. So uh, I'm sorry for this trial. Um, yes. When you go, so listen, Gab. I'm glad you recognize that. I tell people all. It says right. Let me ask you a question. It says right in the book. Do not demo till you've done a discovery. Why did you try to come out of the gate with a with a demo? Because the product and 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 you should use the product both way and connect to the product. But the product, the, the main idea of the product is to assist you doing your customer meeting and doing your discovery. And assisting yeah, okay, that's you. great, but that's great. But you still have to understand what problem it solves. So you sure, and, and 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 using the product, I could dis discover with you the, the problem itself, uh, and that's the complexity of the problem uh, because the product is really for a team to make the discovery. But I will do the discovery without the product, and and then if we agree, <laughs> we will go for a, a more yes. complete demo. And yes, and uh, that's and I you agree with you. Today, and, and I read your book, and I read the fact that you don't have to do demo before doing the discovery, uh, but what do you do to ensure that your customer really applies the methodology? Uh, or, uh, or are okay. you sure right, yes. that you have so a structure? One of the people watching said, hey, I'm getting really bored. That's the problem with the discovery. I mean, with the, sorry, with the demo out of the gate. People get bored. They're like, yeah, what am I, what am I watching? Why am I watching this? It doesn't fucking matter. I don't care. Okay, so people already watching this are getting bored. So um, don't do that again. Don't ever lead with the demo ever again. Now, stepping back, you asked us, what are we doing to help reinforce the training? Yeah. We have, uh, we literally just built a partnership with a company called QStream, who actually does and has an entire program and process that tests um, retention and um, uh, how well people uh, absorb the information from a training and ensures that they're getting it and they're applying it. We also have a handful of packages that when people buy the training, they can buy after, including video review, deal review, role play, pick development. So we have we have a whole number of uh, products and features. And we also have a partnership with another company that um, uh, that is a Salesforce plugin that allows uh, or that makes it easier to, to um, implement or let me rephrase it, capture the gap selling information during a during a um during the customer meeting discovery yeah yeah so this is a product that the the sales guy use uh, by its by himself but he's not using it with the customer is which that is? true the, well, the one? one the one that goes into salesforce 
Uh, it's uh, ask the question again. The product is only used by the sales guy, but the buyer doesn't see it. No, the, the, the buyer. Oh, oh, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The buyer they're selling to doesn't see it. No, no. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and don't you think that creating a, a better relationship with the buyer that is not only video, but it could be also be text. It could be uh, incrusted into the image and have something during the meeting that is uh, uh, more engaging, uh, not, not interesting. No, not necessarily. I don't. Mm -mm. You don't think that asking questions that are visually seen by the buyer while you no. speak? No. Why? Because in order to do that, the 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 discovery of conversation would have to be pre-planned. And when I do a discovery and when Gap Selling teaches a discovery process, you have no idea where that's going to go. You have really no idea what the problems, issues are going to be. So there's really nothing to show. In a first discovery, you shouldn't show anything. You should only be re re receiving information. Now, if you're talking the second call during the demo, yeah, I think there might be value, but you're going to be showing your product. So I'm not quite sure what else you would need to show besides your product. And you don't well, need to... By the way, that was, self that was a self-diagnosing question. Everybody paying attention. See what he did there. He just backed himself into a corner. I'm looking at the... the all you people on LinkedIn, <laughs> um, you back yourself in the corner. Whenever you said, don't you think you should have, or don't you think it would be better? If you haven't already laid the foundation of the problem, to say, because, watch what I do, because I'm looking at surfers. Be, rather than saying, don't you think you need a, a wetsuit? No, I don't. Or better yet, how cold is that water? 65 degrees. How cold is it outside? 70 degrees. Where are you normally from? Uh, Arizona. So that water is going to be cold to you, right? Yes. Do you think it would be beneficial if I, if you had something that would keep you warmer? Yeah, how do I argue now? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. But without that data, you're dead in the water. So no, you just can't ask those 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 questions without the background. So there's my two cents, keep going. Uh, sure, thank you. Um, and and, and you, the, the, the people you train all know to, to be uh, totally, um, easy to ask more questions and to find the right questions because I am doing the exercise now and I'm I have long experience and I'm a serial entrepreneur and it's not easy to go no they and, don't do a good and, job at knowing what questions to ask no they don't yeah and um uh, how can you assist them to do that and how do you train them to find the right questions and, and to all to have a checklist of these questions all right, so we we have something called well, you can't have, okay. We don't have questions. Gap selling. Everybody, pay attention again. Gap selling. If you're a true gap seller, you cannot write down the questions you're going to ask. You can't do it. You may be, excuse me. You may be able to write down two or three um, to get you started, or two or three to 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 remind you to go in a certain direction. But after that, a true gap selling discovery and sales call is 100% improvisational. Think of like jazz music, for those of you who are friends, fans of jazz, because you, you you have to be active listening and you don't know what your buyer is gonna say. So if you try to write down the, the questions and you ask a question, the buyer gives you an answer you weren't expecting, you're fucked. Like you're dead in the water. So no, I do not believe people should be writing down the questions. Now, that being said, what we do do is we create something called a PIC, a problem identification chart. And the PIC is designed to teach gap sellers, what problems, 
impacts and root causes that their buyers suffer with. So therefore, it teaches them what information to go find. We don't teach people what questions to ask. We teach people what information to go find. And that's an entirely different conversation. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, so you don't plan any question. It, it's no. Nope. Most of it is improvised. Yes, ninety-nine percent. Yep, yep, hundred percent. That's interesting because I saw. It's very difficult for a sales team to to have uh, hundreds of uh, performers that know how to improvise when you have no, a large. Well, not if you build a pick, not if I tell you to what, what to look for, because here's the deal. A, a company only solves a handful of problems. You don't have hundreds of problems. Most companies, I've been doing this for a while now, and most companies, I think the average is five, I think the average is five business problems. Most companies solve a total, a total of five business problems. That's it. So you teach salespeople to go find those five business problems, then you provide them with the impacts to those business problems if they, if they exist. And then you tell them what the root causes are, what causes those problems to exist in the first place. You put that in the document, you make them study it. It becomes pretty easy after that. If I sell wetsuits, what problem do I solve? I keep people who are, get cold in the water. That's a problem, right? Another problem I solve is people who have to, who wanna, have to get out of the water or stop surfing faster than they want. Another problem I solve is keeping people from... Um, uh, who, who struggle with getting hypothermia or or can't, can't, watch what I do here. A problem I solve is they can't go surfing in the wintertime, okay? Those are three problems. So now I, so then I say, well, why, what causes that? Well, super cold water, cold outside, people who have Raynard's disease. So I'm telling you all the root causes to why someone experiences cold, can't surf as long as they want, can't surf in the winter, et cetera, et cetera, right? Then what's the impact? Maybe they're training and want to be really great. Maybe they want to ride massive waves and they can't. So the impact is they can't ride the massive waves of Portugal, whatever the fuck it is, because it's too goddamn cold, right? So all I do now is I teach someone, they sit in front of a surfer and they say, all right, tell me a little about your surfing. Well, you know, I've been surfing for 35 years and I'm trying to get better every day and, and I like big wave surfing. Okay, have you ever surfed um, Portugal in the, in the giant waves? No, why? It's freezing. I, I just, there's no way I can do it. I really want to do it. So, oh, well, get right. So now I understand where you are. I, I can just ask the question because if another person had said, oh, I just started. I don't surf that often. Um, you know, I just do it in, in, in Hermosa Beach. And you keep asking these questions. Then you find out that the reason I don't go every day is they're just put off by the cold. It just doesn't feel good when they're done. So now that's a different. I can't write down if this, if that, if they say this, do this, if they say this, do this, no. if they say this, do this. I can't do that. And, and I totally agree with you. And the main idea of the product we have is, is not to use a um, decision tree where you say if, then, if, then. But IRD, which is really new, is to use deck building cards and deck building games. I don't know if you know Pokemon okay, so cards yeah, or magic you cards. You're going back to your product. So I'm going to help you out. You've been on this call for 20 minutes and you are unable to deviate from your product. So you're going to have a very difficult time selling to people. So what I would do instead is first, what problem do you solve? What problem do I solve? Uh, I, I help sales team asking the right question during discovery. But okay, so I, the problem is, that's, that's what you help them do. Everybody pay attention. If you've watched these before, I know there are 56 of them, so not many of you have watched them all, but listen to me very carefully. 
and especially sales leaders and sales VPs and CROs. When someone says, what problem do you solve? If you started with, we help companies, that is not a problem. That is a suggested solution or that is a process to a desired outcome. That is not a problem. A problem is something that exists today in somebody's real world that they're struggling with, that they want to change. So flip it, Gabriel. What problem do you solve? The companies that you, uh, the, the, most of the company I know does not really apply well their methodology. The, the team doesn't know to ask questions. The okay, team okay. doesn't know to conduct a discovery call. It doesn't know okay, to so, make a good demo. Okay, so I can live with, look, they're not all business problems. I don't get into that right now. But I can live with this team does, a, does not do good discovery. And I can also live with the fact that the team um, does, uh, is, not, is not following or, or consistently executing against the company's methodology. Right? Right. Okay, I can go with two of those. Okay, so how are you going to find out? if somebody isn't doing that? What questions can you ask to find out if an organization is struggling there? I, I, will, I will ask them to know if there is a huge gap between top performer and low performer. Uh, okay, so start asking those questions. <clears throat> okay, but, but I, what I wanted to, to do is to, problem. what I wanted to do is was to partner with you and not to sell you sales deck, but- okay, uh, then, then what, okay, then what problems do you think I have that I would want to spend the time, money, and effort to bring you on as a partner? Uh, what I think is that your customers uh, does not really apply well the methodology you teach them. Okay, so ask. Ask questions to uncover that. So does most of your uh, customers that you have trained really do good discovery after what you after training? Oh, after they've gone through the training. Yeah. Um, some do and some don't some some takes others long it takes some people longer than others and for the so for the ones that takes long time is it because they don't know how to improvise or is it because uh, uh, they're not confident enough what is the reason why they don't apply the methodology hey that that was a good question thank Especially you after 23 minutes, I'm happy. Yes, after 23 <laughs> minutes, you got a good question in. Everybody pay attention. What made it a good question was the fact that you you gave me some alternatives. Like you said, is the reason, and you gave some, you got some credibility because, um, how do you say it? They, they don't know how. How did you say it? They don't know how to improvise? Oh, yes, that was really good. You tied it back to something I said earlier because they don't know how to improvise, right? That was good. So the answer is yes. A lot of people struggle with the improvisation. I think also because a lot of people don't really take the time to study and really, really, really understand the pick. The pick is a, 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 a process we use to help people understand who their customers are. So they, they get the idea conceptually. They absorb it, but they just don't really take the time to truly, truly understand their buyer, study the pick, and know what they're trying to find. And so they just start defaulting sort of back to what they did before. And if, if you give, don't you think that if you give them, I, I know, and you tell, uh, you, you talk, don't start selling me. You just said, don't you think if you give, no, 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 you don't have a big enough problem. See, everybody, everybody does this. You get one little nugget and you want to start selling on it. Okay. 
you have to flush out the size of the problem. Keep going. Sure. Um, it's <laughs> <that's> difficult. <laughs> yes, because it's difficult because everybody and you in this case, because look, you're the, you built it. You're the product guy. You're so married to the solution. You haven't stopped to think about the actual uh, uh, person you're selling to and the environment that they're living in. Okay, so you got you really got to get you got to put yourself in my shoes. You got to start thinking, where is Keenan? What's going on? What what are his what are his KPIs? What are his customers like? What happens if they don't um, uh, if it, if it's not successful at the end? What could get in the way of success? Blah 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 blah. So think like that. So so you say that the main reason they don't apply well the methodology is. Uh, because they don't know how to improvise, but also because yeah. they don't learn enough the peak and they don't dig enough into the problems they have. Yeah. That's true? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, what could you do to to help them uh, be more confident in improvising? Again. You're asking me to self-diagnose. You're asking me, what would I do? That is trying to solve the problem and ask me if I have the solution. The job is to find more of the problem. Dig deeper into the problem. And can't so we're still commenting on that, but keep going. I, I agree with you. So why is they don't know how to improvise? Uh, do you, you and is it because they don't know enough the peak, or is it because they are not confident enough uh, to to find their own questions? I think it's probably a combination of both. I think they lack the confidence. And I also think in some cases, and this is anecdotal, um, but in some cases, I think it's they just lack the critical thinking skills required to improvise. So improvisational gap selling discovery requires fairly substantial thinking processes. Like you have to be thinking. You can't just ask question after question after question after question. You have to ask a question, listen, hear what they say, process that, and then go, oh, I bet that affects this, or I bet this is an issue, and ask the next question. People don't do that very well. Sure. So, so are you saying that your methodology is really exclusive to people that really know to think well? To what well? I'm sorry. To, to people that are clever enough to, to, to do this type of thinking? Yes, I, I go on all the time. Gap selling is not for the um, <laughs> the intellectually impaired. Like it is not for your average or less than, and I'm not speaking people who have are mentally disabled. I'm talking the average Joe. If he's not a, or she's not a thinker, if the average Joe does not embrace or leverage or lean on or or appreciate critical thinking and improving their critical thinking, et cetera. No, this isn't going to do well by that. Like so the whole process what, is thinking, it's problem solving. What is the share of the sales populations that could do good? 80% uh, of salespeople, I, I, again, anecdotal, 80% of salespeople should be able to do gap selling at different levels. 20% just don't have the brain power. So you say that 80% of people will know how to improvise well and you can. Ask can didn't say they will but can they have the ability to mm -hmm. okay so that's that's uh, very nice about the salespeople because uh, in my opinion and i see all difficulties and i think I, i'm kind of one of the clever guys that could uh, <laughs> make my brain go on uh, even it's it's more difficult for me in french from uh, in english and in french yes but uh 
from what I understand of doing the job of really improvising and trying to find the problem and being left without uh, uh, without note, without checklist to do that, I think it's more the reverse and 20% should be able to do it and 80% will not have the capabilities to do it. Good question, Diego. Good question, right? So, Gabriel, here's the problem. That's why I always ask people, right? And we're going to wrap this up. But here's where you went wrong. Honestly, okay. Here's where you went wrong today. Here's why you're struggling. You really didn't put yourself into my shoes before this call. So when you came into this call, you were focused on your product, what it can do, and your view of the world, what you've seen with other people, what you envisioned when you built it, what you saw as the problems it was going to solve, how it may have affected you, and in many cases, how you see salespeople sell or how you've seen organizations sell. And that's what you went with. You didn't stop and put yourself in my shoes and think about uh, my world and how I view selling and, and how Gap Selling views selling, et cetera. So you didn't really know what problem you were looking for. You really didn't. When my sales team goes out, it's very clear. Like, I think Christian's on this call, right? He's one of my sales guys. He knows when he gets on a call, we solve one of four problems. One of four, right? We solve either declining or low or not meeting your quota, declining quota, low quota, not meeting your quota, right? We solve long sales cycles. So sales cycles are taking longer than you want them to go. We solve low ASP or declining ASP or not meeting your ASP goals, average sales price goals, and we solve um, low conversion rates. Those are the four business problems. There's no other business problems we solve. We may, we, we're, we're toying with adding one more with this um, um, not meeting your pipeline goals, but we're not sure on that one yet. But I'll say that I challenge anybody listening here to tell us that my what we do at a sales growth company and what people who sell to salespeople and sales organizations do is more solve is more than those four problems. So the minute... Christian gets on a call, he starts asking questions to uncover if they have any of those problems. Are you making, I mean, this is not exactly this way, but are you making quota? Yeah, okay, great. Tell me a little bit about your average sales cycle. How long does that take? Do you find deals get pushed? And he knows what he's looking for and he knows the root causes. Does he, you, you find that people say it's gonna close in, in, in the end of the month and it gets pushed to the next month. Yes, how often do you think that happens? At least two or three times. So you're being told someone would close on January 31st and it doesn't end up closing until March 31st. Yeah, that's not uncommon. So that's three extra months for the sales cycle that you thought was only going to be three and now six. Yes. So as you see what I'm doing, you're watching. I can see it processing in your head. You're like, holy shit. If I get that information, we can sell you shit. Right? Never are we talking about what gap selling does and what the training does and why it's different and why it's better than Sandler and, and Challenge. We don't have those conversations. He is trained and it is in his head to understand what problems we solve, the impacts we're having on organizations and why they exist. And until he gets that, he is not allowed to talk about what we do. Not allowed. So the key is for you moving forward, here's my advice. Take the time to build your own pick. Take your time to, get un to understand who you solve problems for first and foremost, and then what are those business problems and then why do they happen? And then go find out if somebody is struggling with those, is um, uh, having challenging with those, how it's impacting them, how big is the problem, and whether or not you can fix it. Okay. Right? Okay. So that's that's my feedback and my take on that one. I just think you, you were coming in too focused on you. And it's, it's not an uncommon problem, right? It's not an uncommon situation. Most salespeople do that. They're so attached to the product. 
They're so attached to the to what it does, the cool features, what they think it can deliver. But you, you gotta have patience and you just gotta hold on and go find the problem first. Because if someone isn't having that problem, the rest is a waste of time. Can you see that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the deal, Gabriel. Um, uh, I'm just interested in seeing what it is. I don't think it's going to work, to be honest with you. I just really don't. Um, but I'm just intrigued because I'm a curious guy. So I, I will give you literally 20 minutes, no more than 20 minutes. Paige, if you're listening, call Gabriel. That's my admin. I'll give you 20 minutes to do a demo because I don't even trust that you'll get to my problems. I just want to see it. And then from there, we'll go from there. I, I, that's what you got. All right. I'll give you 20 minutes to show me a, what it does and I'll figure it out for myself. Okay. Perfect. Okay, and, is uh, that fair? Yeah. Fair. Uh, and here's the uh, other thing I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do something else for you. Right. I'm going to give you a free one year subscription to our online training so you can go through it and you can improve this process. Okay. How's that sound? Great. Thank you. Yeah, I got that. I got you for that, baby. I got you. I got you. So, um, all right. Any last statements or questions? A question for me or from your yeah. from the chat? Yeah, from you. Do you have any other questions or anything? No, I think it's very nice from you. I'm, I'm happy to have the one-year uh, training, and I'm really happy to 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 have the chance to make you a 20-minute demo the next time. And I I will look for the. And I will think about the problem you, you have. And, and I understand the way you sell. And this idea of improvising is really new for me. Uh, because uh, I, I, I saw that you was creating playbooks and checklist of questions uh, with your customer. And not only the pick, but also checklist of questions. So that's something. This might be a good fit for other companies who have playbooks and they make all these questions for them, but that is completely the antithesis of what gap selling teaches. 100% the antithesis. What we teach is what information to go get. We don't script the questions, we script the information. And we do that ahead of time because we know, it's sort of like a doctor. If a doc, here's the key, everybody here, hint, hint, tip, tip for everybody watching, right? Tip, tip. A doctor doesn't start asking questions to find out if, if, if chemo is good for you. A doctor tries to find out first and foremost, what type of cancer do you have? What stage is it in? Where is it in the body? What do the cell development look like, et cetera, right? That's what they do first. They're not thinking about radiation versus chemo versus whatever. They're just trying to understand what am I dealing with here, right? Does that make sense? That's what, that's what a doctor does. That's what I'm trying to do salespeople do. So when doctors go to, to medical school, how much time do you think in medical school is spent on the solutions? How much time? How much time what? Do you think medical school is spent on understanding the solutions? Um, as I do most of the time, they do diagnostic. Yes, less. Look, I don't know exactly because I didn't go to medical school, but it appears from what I've seen and my friends with doctors, I'm making up a number. Anybody who's a doctor here, please tell me. I'm saying probably about 70% is spent on diagnosing and understanding actual problem. The pharmaceutical companies and all the private companies, they spend all the time on the solutions. Then they go tell the doctors what the best solutions are. The doctors are built and designed to be diagnosers. That's how you solve problems. That's what a gap seller should be doing. They're like a doctor. So doctors know what questions, they know what questions to ask, let me rephrase it. 
They know what questions to ask to get the information. They know what information they're looking for. They don't know what, they don't care about the questions per se. They know what information they're looking for. Yeah. And that's what Gap Selling's about. That helps? Okay. That helps. That's really okay. clear. And, and uh, I will check if I can find a way to adapt the product to the way you improvise uh, during discovery meeting because uh, the product work more with questions that part of the first question are prepared within the product uh, and that helps you going deep uh, and, and, and going deep into understanding, understanding the information. So, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what problem I have and what problems you solve. All right. Think all right. problem, problem first. Okay. I will. I will. All we'll right, do baby. that in September. All right. Perfect. Um, those of you who have questions. So, let me see here. Um, let me see. Uh, someone said something really good. Um, where'd it go? Oh, yeah. Dave Galeen or Galine. Uh, to be a problem solver, we have to be great problem finders. Dave is absolutely correct. To be a good problem uh, solver, you have to be a great problem finder. Um, let me see, uh, Graham, why not take it one step further? How do I help them solve their customers' problems? Okay, start then work backwards. Kind of, Graham, you got to understand what problems exist first. So he's saying help them solve the problems. Everybody wants to get to solve so fast. So Graham, no, slow down and figure out what problems do, do my customers have and how is that affecting them? And, and in this case, am, is it hurting my business because people aren't? retaining it or not executing it well on the backside. So again, go to the problem and stop talking about the solution. Um, let me see. Thank you. Oh, they, thank you, Dave Galan again. Um, are we attached to problems and services because we're afraid that the gap isn't what we can fill? Great question, Mark Wong. Uh, the question was, are we attached to our products and services because we're afraid that the gap isn't what we can fill? And I think that's a, I think that's a possibility. But here's the cool part. All the more reason to want to find it. Because what you do is you don't go find it. You keep selling it and it sits in your pipeline for two, three, four, five, six months. It keeps getting pushed out a year later and you eventually lose it anyways. And you yet you, you wasted all that time chasing something that was never going to close. So great question, but don't do it. Um, okay, let me see. Has Keen ever heard a complaint from a client that says their team can't? Very good, Jordan Friedman. <clears throat> that is a great question Jordan Friedman if you're still on here here hear what he said has Keenan ever heard a complaint from a client that says their team can't implement some of the training that's a gap selling question that is fantastic well done Friedman well done um yeah Diego where's the conversation leading to you I was right I don't know it, it was <laughs> and, and what is the answer to the question of uh, uh... um uh, there, it's varying. Yes. So, so has anybody completely had been a, unable to? No. Have there been varying levels of the adoption in the application? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we've added some of the things we've added. <clears throat> um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Any other questions? Uh, any other questions? Uh, pain funnel is the key. Dig into the problem. No, the pain funnel isn't the key. The pain funnel does not take, and I know he's talking, we got a sandal man on here and he's going to hold on to that sandal like it's nobody's business. No, and Brady, if you're watching, drop some, drop some feedback on that. We talked about that in our training. The pain funnel is too um, root cause centric. It doesn't go deep enough into the um, problems and it doesn't go deep enough into the impacts, right? And it doesn't compare and contrast them to a desired future state. So, but I get where you're going, but no, Pain is too is too is is too universal. Pain can sit anywhere. 
Um, okay, I think we're good on questions. Um, <laughs> John Runyon doesn't like doctors. Sorry, John. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, Gabriel, thank you very much, my man. Thanks a lot, I, and it was very uh, interesting. Yeah, very and, and, and very challenging too. Good, 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 good. You'll hear from Paige soon. Okay? Great, thank and we'll you. We'll get you your stuff. Thanks, Kinan. Have a great yep. day. All right, everybody. That was Gap Sell Kinan number fifty-six. If you think you can gap sell me and you want to come on the show, um, DM me on LinkedIn or text me. Let me see. Can you? Yeah, text me here. DM me on LinkedIn. Uh, and we will get you on the show. So if you have a product or service that you want us to buy, and we will buy it, we will buy it. If you can find a problem that we have, if not, we're going to help you improve your selling skills. All right. Um, so I think that's it. I hope this is valuable to everybody. You know what I'm going to say? Until next time. Peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Good. Great experience. Good, 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 good. Um, <clears throat> and and right. what is the percentage of people on the 56 show? How many of the people that uh, tried to sell you some things succeeded? I think two people, maybe three, so less than 10%. And in every, no one's really actually wildly succeeded. They've just gotten close and we've had conversations after the fact. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, hold on one second. So I'm not the worst.